Bitcoin. Good morning, Bitcoiners. You've made it to your next market update. I'm Satoshi. Let's get right into it. Okay, Bitcoin has had an amazing bull run. It was um, just so much fun to watch this happen a couple nights ago. Uh, 2X is like one of those comedy death scenes where the person is dying for like five minutes on scene uh, on camera. It's just hilarious. And Beagle, we'll talk a little bit about that, all sorts of stuff. But um, if you guys would like to support the show, go to patreon.com forward slash Bitcoin and markets, um, support independent media, support me making more content. I try to give you guys as much information, uh, non-biased information, you know, a real good source for you guys to understand what's going on. This this show is for the um, old school Bitcoiners as well as new beginners. I'm not a show that just has a bunch of guests on that want to pump their ICOs or blockchain all the things. Okay, I'm very skeptical and I take a hard look at these things and I talk about them with you. And you guys can send me in articles that you would like me to talk about. Um, you know, I, I do have a, a, some time to research things. I don't have time to do like full blown research into different topics that you guys might want, but, um, yeah, send me in articles and I'll, I'll talk about things that you want. And especially if you're on Patreon, send me stuff to talk about and I will do so. Okay. So price, we're having a little bit of pump this morning, even since I wrote down my numbers here. Let's take a look. We have Bitstamp. At 56.91, pushing 5,700. The high on Bitstamp is 58.46. So we'll see how uh, how far that goes. I think we could have another breakout here. It looks pretty good. Um, not a lot of volume though. Um, I would I want to see a pretty decent size uh, candle on the volume to consider this a big breakout. But um, I I don't think we are going down here yet. We're going to go up before we go down. The furthest that I would expect it to go down is about 52, 5300. Uh, we could wick down into that area, but uh, yeah, I think we're probably going to go and try to break 6,000. The top of my pitchfork, I've been tweeting out a few images over the last few days, but um, my pitchfork, let me pull that up. It, you know, it could go all the way up to 6,500 before we pull back down. And then, you know, after that, if we have one of those 30% pullbacks that we've been having recently, 30 to 40%, uh, we would test 4,000 again. So be watching out for that 6,500 uh, 6, and then pull back down to 4,000. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of money to be made. And, and these, these big rallies and pullbacks are, they're kind of compressing now getting shorter in time volatility will pick up and people have a problem pulling the trigger they see that this the price is exploding they're like oh well i will i will buy on the next big dip and then the next big 30 percent dip happens and they still can't pull the trigger because they're like oh the bubble's popping right so there is no good time or there is no bad time to buy a bitcoin anyways okay let's see what else we have the futures Futures price is $59.87. Huge, huge premium. The backwardation of Bitcoin is over for the time being. We saw a period of, I don't know, I don't know how long we were in backwardation for. That's where the spot price is higher than the futures price. Let me take a look. 
Okay, so we were in backwardation from about the 1st of September all the way until recently with with small periods uh, fluctuating back and forth uh, between a premium and a discount. But we are squarely in positive territory now by a couple hundred dollars. So that is very bullish for the price, in my opinion. Okay, market cap is $94 billion, and it might be even higher since I wrote this down, maybe $95 billion now. Because we have had a hundred dollar pump since I wrote this, this these notes this morning. Uh, global market cap that's including altcoins, obviously, but it is all in the Bitcoin space, and it's one hundred seventy four billion. That leads to a maximalist price of ten uh, ten thousand four hundred and seventy eight dollars. That means if you take the entire uh, value of the the whole market and divide it by that Bitcoin's outstanding, that's the maximalist price, and that is kind of like a stretch goal. Okay, maybe a 12 month, six to 12 month goal, that maximum price is going to be what uh, is possible. Average transaction size on chain is 4,675. That is lagging, and I expect that to pick up here a little bit. We'll see. I like to see this around one Bitcoin. It's in the ballpark right now. Okay, on chain volume, that's the amount of or the dollar value transacted on the Bitcoin blockchain in the last 24 hours, $2.1 billion. Segwit transaction percentage. So this is um, how many transactions on chain are Segwit transactions to save space, you know, to, to scale the block size is 11%. And I have a link to where you guys can find that information in the show notes. Okay, Bitcoin difficulty. My, I'm still trying to find a good source for this because with Bcash bouncing around, um, one of my sources is not very uh, responsive, you know, and that's to be expected because it is like over 2016 blocks. What that, that is what we take into consideration when you change the difficulty. Um, but then my new source is more responsive. And so it kind of hones in on the, the, the readjustment pretty well and that's that's showing six percent increase where my less responsive source is showing a five percent decrease so there's a lot of wiggle room in there i'm thinking it's going to be a single digit increase uh, in about 12 hours from the upload of this podcast but the the main theme here is that it continues to increase in a steady fashion even if it goes down one percent one time it's going to go up 4% the next time, we're 10%. So it's slowly going up where Bcash is just, it's the you know whipsaw going back and forth. And that is not a way to have a cryptocurrency. And that to me is an example of the quality of engineering. So of course, Bitcoin has the highest quality engineers and it has a very solid, steadily improving code base, steadily improving um, hash rate, steadily improving price where Bcash is they tinkered with everything remember they did a what the quote-unquote decorification they wanted to decorify their code take most of the the uh recent changes by core take that out and put in their own stuff put in their own difficulty adjustment algorithm and what happened they screwed it up their engineering of their code base is very inferior to bitcoin's level of engineering and you can see that in the price they hit down to 280 dollars which was like a it's about a 20th of the price of 
Bitcoin is Bcash. The same thing is happening with Segwit2x. We look at the Segwit2x futures. You know, Bitcoin's engineering team is steadily improving, where Segwit2x is just like a copy and paste hack job. They can't even get replay protection uh, correct, right? And so we see the futures price crashing. They're down to a tenth already, and they haven't even launched. But I'll talk about that here in a little bit. Okay, mempool is 12 megabytes. It got as high as 35 megabytes in the last day. Um, this is due to the Bcash mining profitability. You know, they have this whipsaw effect, and um, a bunch of miners will go over there and then come back to Bitcoin, yada, yada, yada. They go in and raid Bcash, then they come back to Daddy Bitcoin. And then they go and raid Bcash and come back to Daddy Bitcoin, right? And so we see this, This uh, the mempool does have these spikes, and especially when the profitability of Bcash over, like it's like down to 24-hour period, uh, gets higher than Bitcoin. They've, they mine now 60 blocks an hour. That's the all-time high. So one block a minute for a day, then it increases the difficulty again and makes Bcash less profitable to mine. So, um, you know, it's just back and forth. But yeah, 35 megabytes plus, you know, there are anti-Bitcoin mining pools out there that are not mining full blocks. Specifically, King of the Trolls mining pool. They're leaving money on the table. So they're mining not full blocks leaves a lot of transactions out there for other people to mine and they're getting paid more so um, yeah these guys are trying this is like their last ditch effort to try to leave the cheapest transactions in the mempool and that is a way to fill it up we'll see how that goes but remember they're leaving money on the table compared to everybody else local bitcoin's volume over the last uh, we haven't had updated numbers for this, so this is still numbers, weekly numbers from last week, uh, $48 million transacted. And I did see a dip over the last 24 hours in the amount of Bitcoins transacted, fifteen down to 1500 But of course, the price has increased by, what, 15%. So we, we kind of expect a small decrease in the amount of Bitcoins transacted and the total dollar value to stay about the same. So I'll be watching that today. I'll post that on my Twitter when that comes out. Uh, but yeah, local Bitcoin's volume, Paxful volume, pretty steady. And that means, you know, the OT, the public OTC numbers that we can get a hold of, uh, they're steady across the board. Okay, that's all my kind of pseudo fundamentals here for Bitcoin. Now let's go into some stories. Bitcoin. Okay, this story got some coverage out there uh, since I haven't done a show in four days. This this story did get a little bit of coverage, and this is the um, Vanuatu citizenship. You can purchase this now with Bitcoin. I think it's like 42 Bitcoins you can purchase your citizenship, and they, they aren't going to hold. Maybe they'll hold some. I mean, those details aren't public, but uh, they are going to turn some of that into cash through like an Australian exchange or something. This is a... Um, an island nation out there in the Pacific. And I think it's very similar to what we'll see from a lot of places out there being like a tax haven. Now we'll have a Bitcoin tax haven, right? Bring your Bitcoins to the island, to our economy, and 
you get our passport. It's it's a no-brainer, absolute no-brainer to me. But I link to that in the show notes if you guys want to see. Um, expect more of this, right? Especially from the smaller countries and even like smaller jurisdictions with within like Europe and Asia to be doing this. Even Africa, right? Like uh, Luxembourg. I would expect something like this maybe from Luxembourg or um, Switzerland. Uh, some of these smaller economies within these larger blocks. Uh, maybe Singapore. Um, maybe what Vietnam or Thailand who knows but uh, I, I do expect this to continue also there's the question of paying your taxes in Bitcoin of course they're going to want your Bitcoin and they're going to say yeah you can pay your taxes in Bitcoin we see this starting in Switzerland I think there's been some talk of some jurisdictions in the United States doing that as well and I expect that to continue to keep growing as Bitcoin moves into mainstream conversation not mainstream adoption mainstream conversation mainstream demand everybody is the demand for bitcoin the the people wanting bitcoin is going to become mainstream but the actual owning of bitcoin is not at least for the next few years and it's okay as long as these people demand it the price is going to go up and there's going to be that that pushes innovation to get bitcoin into these the hands of the people right first comes the demand then comes the distribution then comes the use or so demand, innovation, distribution, use. Those four steps. It's not like distribute. It's not like use, distribution, use. No, you have to have these other things come first. Okay. Next story is FedCoin. So we've, we've been hearing lots of stuff from the PBOC to the IMF to even some places in uh, the U.S., U.S. banking system and uh, European banking system, uh, Russian banking system, that they want to do a FedCoin or a country uh, cryptocurrency, a nation state cryptocurrency. Um, I, I want to write a piece on this uh, because this can't work. It stems from a fundamental misunderstanding of what Bitcoin is. Bitcoin is not a payment network. It's not a medium of exchange. Okay. First comes store value. Bitcoin is a store value. And you can't make a Fed coin that's going to be a store value like Bitcoin. You can't. They, they can um, imitate Bitcoin's payments. I mean, they already have centralized payments that are better than Bitcoin. So they can, they can imitate Bitcoin's payment properties. That's what they want to do. To compete, they think to compete with Bitcoin, all they have to do is imitate its payments. But that's not the case. They have to they have to compete with a store value, and we need to push that home. Bitcoin is a store value; it's not a payments network. They to have a Fed coin will always need to be centralized control, right? Because it is a national currency. They'll need to have a centralized monetary policy. Uh, they probably will not have a blockchain because blockchains are inefficient and don't scale very easily. So they'll probably be like some sort of centralized DLT of some sort that's inefficient compared to a pure centralized solution. And you'll never be able to truly own your private keys. And also you'll never have anonymity on there, right? So all of these things that they cannot replicate that make Bitcoin a store value. So every time you read something about FedCoin, every time you hear people talking about FedCoin or read people talking about uh, FedCoin, just remember that FedCoin 
cannot compete with Bitcoin store value. That's what it has to compete against. Oh man, the 2x drama. Jeez, this, like I said in the uh, the intro there, that, you know, these, these comedy scenes of where you see like somebody dying and oh, 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 you think they're dead. Oh no, they can, then they go through a few more spasms and oh, now they're dead. No, now they go through a few, like the, the, the never ending death scene. And that's what I see here with, with uh, Bitcoin or sorry, Segwit2x. The death nail, I think, was this futures market. And even though there's low volume and there's not a lot of uh, people actually switching their coins, uh, it, it is signaling that <laughs> even these people that keep all their money on the exchanges and are okay with KYC and stuff, even they are against it or think it's going down. And so, of course, the bigger majority of coins out there, anonymously held coins, you know, long-term holders, they are against it as well. And it would just crash even faster. I sent out a tweet a few days ago. Please don't crash too far before the airdrop because I would like to change my stuff with Changely and get my uh, plus up my Bitcoin holdings by another 10%. That would be great. But I think it's going to crash quite a bit further before it actually forks. But the 2X drama also gives us a golden opportunity to expose these anti-Bitcoin companies. Uh, recently, Zappo and Blockchain.info have exposed themselves, saying that they are willing to risk their users' money for political ends. Right? If they weren't willing to risk the money, they would come out with a very strong stance like BitMEX did. BitMEX came out and said, you know, they cannot offer this without strong two-way replay protection. My, I feel secure. If I have money in BitMEX, I feel secure keeping it there. Even though they were not going to split my coins for me or allow me to get my access to my um, B2X coins, I still feel very secure having my money there. Where with these with Zappo and Blockchain.info and even BitPay now, remember those are the three big anti-Bitcoiners that have come out um, saying that they're willing to risk their users' money for political ends. And B2X exposes them. We need to hold their feet to the fire. And there was a great uh, movement out there uh, by users. I can't, I can't remember the name of that guy. I'll link it in the show notes when I find it. But uh, yeah, saying go in and rate their apps really low. Give them a one star saying they're, they're risking users money. They're going to be an altcoin wallet, right? Leave that rating on the app store. And I totally 100% agree with that. Hold their feet to the fire. If you have a political grudge in Bitcoin, you will lose. Know your role and fall in line, companies. This is a user-dominated, consumer-dominated ecosystem. Know your role. Now we have even miners dropping out. So F2 pool finally stopped signaling. Signaling got down to 77%, I saw. And uh, I think... More miners will drop out once they see, oh, other people are pulling out. This is not going to be a no-split situation like Bitfury was talking about. So Bitfury is probably just a week or two away from stopping their signaling as well. Um, it, it's it's not looking good at all for 2X. And so um, anyways, these companies, they say they're going to follow the longest chain, which gives them in a way an out. Because if it turns out that Bitcoin, that this uh, B2X attack is has 20% hash rate or 10% hash rate compared to Bitcoin, you know, then they have an out. They don't have to go with that. They can stay on 
Bitcoin. And just that that's it's very dangerous though. This is a get out clause, but it's very dangerous because even if the, let's say 60% of the hash rate on day one is for B2X, but then on day two, 75% of the hash rate is on the legacy chain on Bitcoin's blockchain hashing that, then like, what are they going to do? Are they going to flip flop within one day? It's very dangerous for users. I say, get out of there, leave a comment about their app, you know? Send an email to their cert. If you're a customer of these companies, Zappo, blockchain.info, or um, BitPay, send an email into their customer service. Say, you are risking my money. Don't do this. Okay, last one I have is Gold. I have been talking more about this with friends and, and my meetup and, and stuff like that. So I thought I'd throw a few links in there. There's a good uh, piece by Aaron Van Verden on Bitcoin magazine. So check that out. I link to that in the show notes, but I have a few things here that I, I am getting a little bit more bullish on B gold for several reasons. One is the gold bug appeal. Lots of these gold bugs out there, like with this, this new big price rise, a lot of gold bugs, uh, might like this. They told themselves they'd never invest in Bitcoin, but now there's something with the word gold in it. So they, they feel okay. Investing in B gold. That's, sad but true and so i think that just the the interest from gold bugs could be pretty big big for this number two is the altcoin appeal the altcoiners think it's going to pump they think it's going to have lower liquidity that they can manipulate and so they might jump in as well these people will also be buying bitcoin prior to the fork that happens like in 14 days or something it's supposed to um, so they could be pumping this price up right now hoping to get you know the free airdrop and then you have also the airdrop appeal from just regular Bitcoiners. So you might buy a little bit more Bitcoin now because you know you're going to get about to get this B gold airdrop. Fourth is the mining appeal. Uh, I think it's going after Ethereum miners. Uh, they have uh, Ethereum supposed to be going proof of stake. Pfft, yeah, right. Um, and so all of these miners could peel off and start mining Bitcoin or B gold. So they have this... Um, this built-in hash rate like that could come right over to to be gold i think that's good and lastly it's a friendly fork okay so it has strong two-way replay protection or it's supposed to get in a thunderstorm here uh so that is that's good i'll likely hold this airdrop because i expect it to do better than bcash and also i wanted to set a good example for how future forks should be run in a friendly fashion right as a as a bitcoin dividend all right so i put a few links to be gold in the show notes for you bitcoin guys thank you so much for joining me my name is ansel linder this is bitcoin and markets if you'd like to support the show go to patreon.com forward slash bitcoin and markets uh thanks to all my patrons you guys are the greatest and uh thank you so much for supporting independent media that's it guys thank you bitcoin thanks for listening